0: She says he's in violation because he doesn't drop the children back off as soon as dinner is completed.
1: And the first thing that jumped out to me when I read it was a dinner visit. Why wouldn't you just call it parenting time?
0: Her and her attorney wanted to be very clear that oh. it's not any old visit. <laughs> it is a so- visit where the only thing he <laughs> should be doing is Feeding the children. So there is no way he's going to take them to McDonald's and have fast food. Uh, because then the visit would be over in 20 minutes. I had not thought of it that way. Well, yeah. So he's going to take them to a restaurant where there's a seven-course meal that takes two and a half hours. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Waiter, could you come back? We're not ready yet. I mean, so we're still. Kids, the you menu. want
0: dessert, don't you? Of course yeah. you want dessert.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just to make it last. Holy cow.
0: Hey, this is Diane Dirks.
1: And I'm Rick Voyles.
0: We've been working with co-parents in conflict for more than two decades. We've taught classes, written books, counseled parents, empathized and agonized a few times to help people make sense of their complicated families.
1: We were talking one day and it occurred to us that helping the most difficult cases comes down to one simple concept. Is one parent willing to let go of the tug of war rope or is it worth it to hold on and
0: fight? So we invite you to take this journey with us each episode as we tackle the questions, should you hold on or let it go? Welcome to Co-Parent Dilemmas, where we give you practical solutions to those impossible co-parents. Happy holidays, Rick.
1: Happy holiday. Yes.
0: Or happy new year. Oh, well, that's a
1: holiday too. So, Depending
0: we- on when we release this particular episode. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Happy holidays.
0: What what are your new year's resolutions or do you even make them?
1: I don't make new year's resolutions. I disappoint myself enough without structuring it annually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How can I disappoint myself this year? (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I'm going to lose 20 pounds. (laughs) Uh,
1: My new year's resolution, no more resolutions.
0: That's funny because recently I've been getting a lot of text you know like junk texts spam text you get those yeah and a few of them have said lose 30 pounds in the new year and people that know me know i'm not that big so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i recently wrote back and said if i lost 30 pounds i'd be dead Just to kind of play with them, you know?
1: <laughs> you're you're encouraging suicide. Stop.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So my New Year's resolution is not to lose weight. Although the older I get, the more my weight shifts into all the wrong places.
1: Oh yeah. So
0: Gosh, I know my that. my New Year's resolution. It's not really. I I don't make resolutions either because I think I do that throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a I am a goal setter. Mm-hmm. And we'll try to meet my goals, but. It's um to tone my body so that I don't look like I'm shifting so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the shift is subtle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But
0: please don't ask me to lose 30 pounds.
1: No. I would
0: I would be very slight if I lost 30 pounds. Anyway, um today is Paradig Plan Disasters.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna copy that clip and just use it over and over and over (laughs) (laughs) again.
0: We've been talking about parenting plan foibles or fails or vagaries or inconsistencies or too much information, not enough information.
1: Actually, I had a phone call yesterday with someone who was asking about parenting plan reviews. And we, we 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 talked about the three areas: the omissions, the semantics, and the you know just missing loopholes, right? Right. Uh, closed timelines, no timelines. Those three areas seem to be the problems that cause disasters.
0: Well, the one we're going to talk about today is how sometimes adding words can make things worse because if you're dealing with a manipulator. They love more words to play with.
1: Right. Well, you in have some, a, you have a bigger some, chance of the semantic issue coming up where right. it could be interpreted. Yeah.
0: So today we're definitely going to talk about semantics. Cool. What does a word mean? So this is from George. George is a... um He's a loyal listener. I think he's come to every workshop we've taught. So I would definitely label George a non-impossible because he's working really hard to try to get all the information that he needs to do this well. But as you know, Rick, when you're dealing with an impossible yes. co-parent who's bent on manipulating and bullying and you know the narcissistic behavior that we've talked about before, there's only so much you can do on your end, you know? So before we get into this, George, I want you to know that, um, you're doing everything that you can do. Yeah. I think the biggest point for him and for many of our listeners is wrapping your head around a different way to think about it, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, so you have a parenting plan that's written poorly, you know, you can go back to court and spend thousands of dollars, blah, blah, blah. But something tells me, even if you do that, that person is still going to find a way somewhere else yes. to try to make your life miserable. So it's not always the answer to just go fix your parenting plan. Because some of these issues, especially the one that George is presenting to us today, are issues that you really don't need to worry about. But it's a one of Three hundred and fifty-two issues, yeah. right? I like it's the drop like in that, the bucket.
1: I like that you picked three fifty-two uh, purpose,
0: yeah, <laughs> right. That this one just could put you over the edge, right? Uh-huh. So why don't you go ahead and read what George submitted to us?
1: All right, here's what George wrote. You asked for vague parenting plan comments, and then here's the quote. The father can have an unsupervised dinner visit on the Friday following father's weekend from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Father shall feed the children dinner during his visit, end quote. Several times, my co-parent has commented that the plan says dinner only, (laughs) It doesn't say dinner and go to the park or dinner and go to a bookstore and insists that I am violating the agreement.
0: (laughs) And I'm only laughing, George, I'm not laughing at you because I know this is frustrating, but I hope that George can see how ridiculous that is.
1: (laughs) I I wish the other co-pair could see how ridiculous that is. Yes.
0: Yeah. So he goes on to say that she says he's in violation also because he doesn't drop the children back off with the stepdad as soon as dinner is completed.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. I <laughs> yes. I missed that part. Oh okay. yeah.
0: So, okay. Let's, let's break this down. Okay. First of all, let's make an assumption because we, we have to make a lot of assumptions right on the show. We rarely have all the information. So, One of the assumptions I'm going to be making here is this was only put in the court-ordered parenting plan because of some past conflict about it. This is not a normal way to write a two-hour visit, No, you know, that he must feed the children. So obviously, there's been some conflict that mom thinks that they're going off with dad between... 6:30 was it? Six th- six and eight thirty. So it's a two and a half hour visit. And he has failed to feed them, and they have come home looking gaunt and <laughs> thirsty yeah, yeah, and famished <laughs> yes. because their father has not fed them. And she has made a huge deal out of it and probably has interrogated them and
1: oh, found out gosh. that
0: they went to the county fair and only had cotton candy. Right. <laughs> and in her mind, he's just being a bad, bad dad. Yes. What are your thoughts about yeah. that?
1: Yes. Well, and, and the first thing that jumped out to me and when I read it was a dinner visit, unsupervised dinner visit. I don't often see that kind of language. Why would you call it a dinner visit? Why wouldn't you just call it parenting time? And right His away, mom
0: doesn't think he's feeding them. So they apparently, be, right? Her and her attorney wanted to be very clear: oh. that it's not any any old visit. <laughs> it is a so, visit where he, for, the only thing he <laughs> should be doing is feeding the children.
1: <laughs> it's like cafeteria time at school. Okay, go to dad's, <laughs> eat, and then go
0: back to class. So if this is the way, let's just. For sake of talking about it, if this is the way that George is going to interpret this as well, he, there is no way he's going to take them to McDonald's and have fast food
1: because uh, he knows it's going to cause a fight.
0: Well, no, it, because if that's all he's allowed to do is food, he's not going to do fast food. No, because then the visit would be over in <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> I had not thought of it that way. Well, yeah. So he's going to take them to a restaurant where there's a seven course meal that takes two and a half
1: hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Waiter, could you come back? We're not ready yet. I mean, so we're Kids, still. you the want
0: menu. dessert, don't you? Of course yeah. you want dessert.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just to make it last. Holy cow.
0: And, you know, obviously we're making fun of this because it's so absurd.
1: It is absurd.
0: And you know, Rick I have used that technique when I've been working with co-parents before when they start talking in this way. I I the, one of the best techniques is to point out the absurdity mm-hmm. of something that's being suggested. And then, you know, maybe even laugh about it and then get someone to like, you know, wh- what is your real problem here? Right. Certainly it's not dinner. No, it's it's a trust issue.
1: It's time with dad that they're she's against. Right. Yeah.
0: I don't want them to have too much time with you. I don't want them to have fun with you. you But I also don't want them coming home hungry and, and telling me I have to make them dinner, which annoys the heck out of me. So I'm going to make sure he has dinner with them. So then George starts doing the dinner visits. Right. Mm hmm but then finds out, oh, and they also went to the park or they went to the bookstore or whatever, and she flips her lid because, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, so I can't pretend to know what goes on in the mind of someone like this woman, but all I'm saying is there's more going on under the surface than dinner.
1: Yeah, right. But they wrote it around dinner, which causes the potential for conflict. We're, even if you're writing it, you're not addressing the real issue.
0: And it's not probably an issue that can be addressed in a
1: court No, order. no. These
0: are emotional issues. This has nothing. To, you know, the only thing you could address in the court order is mom needs to go get some therapy. Yeah. To address her issues of not wanting the kids to have fun with their dad. Yes. That would be a more clear resolution to this problem. Not dinner let's, visit. Let's hamstring dad into making sure that he does all the right things. That's not what this is about. So, I eventually, I want to get to the importance of how you think about things like this. But before we do that, let's talk about, since our whole point in this episode is to talk about parenting plans and how to write them appropriately, this is an example of putting more information in there that's needed that can be misinterpreted. Yes, It would have been better, and, and tell me if you agree with me, if it just would have said the father can have an unsupervised visit on the Friday following father's weekend from six to eight. I, w- I even would put uh, an unsupervised dinner visit, not dinner. The father can have an unsupervised visit from six to eight 30 on the Friday following father's weekend. Yes. Because the way I've- this is written, it almost looks like it's the father's weekend is from six to eight 30.
1: Right, fathers. Yes. <laughs> you're not
0: careful, right? Right, and yep. that's and then, and then that's it. Dad, that's all. Should have do whatever he wants to do with his children between six and eight thirty.
1: Yes, I might add and the I, word every Friday following Father's,
0: okay, weekend. All Fridays, all going. Fridays <laughs> after. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So. You know, yes, detail is important unless you add detail like this that then causes restriction unless a judge feels that um, I'm trying to even think of an example of what a judge might put in an order to restrict a parent for the sake of the children. Some
1: kind of protection. Yeah.
0: Right. Now, it did say unsupervised, which leads me to believe that there's a history of George having supervised.
1: Supervised, business. yep.
0: But it says his father's weekend. He, if he's having a weekend, he's How not. Do you, supervisor's not living in their house on no, weekend. No, you don't have so
1: overnight supervision. So no.
0: why the word unsupervised is in there is a little bit of a mystery. To mm-hmm. Me. Mm-hmm. Dad's already getting weekends. And maybe unsupervised was put in there to make it look like I'm giving you a gift. Right.
1: Oh, my god I used gosh. to
0: have a supervised visits. Now I'm giving you a gift of unsupervised. <laughs> I don't know. It's an extraneous word. It doesn't. It's not helpful.
1: Unsupervised and dinner are both extraneous. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know, Rick. How do you? How do we help our listeners understand the balance between too much detail and not enough detail?
1: Well, first of all, what does what is best for the children? So that's going to be the main thing. And I think you had made a comment earlier when we were talking about don't put anything in there. Don't add any details that requires us having to interview the children.
0: Right, exactly. So let's play this out. Let's just say that this was the intent. The judge specifically said from the bench, "George, dinner only. You were to take them to dinner and not do anything else." Uh huh. So, what is the definition of dinner?
1: <laughs> yes, Rick.
0: Well, if I
1: it define dinner 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 is a time specified where you put. Food in your mouth. That's and dinner. And it's
0: typically in the evening. Yes. Typically a larger meal than breakfast and lunch, but not always. No, it doesn't have to be. Person. No.
1: no,
0: Does it have to be around the table? No. Some people think so. It doesn't now, have to be. I grew up in Ohio and we didn't say dinner. We said supper.
1: Ah, we said dinner. But I, yep.
0: I think that was the same thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Supper. Dinner, Uh, right Uh, now, there have been arguments about (laughs) which is which, but yes, yes.
0: So, the first issue is Does mom and dad agree on what dinner means?
1: You would have to, if you're going to write it, you have to ask that. Yeah, could
0: George take them to a movie and them eat popcorn Mm -hmm. and Snickers bars and that still be considered dinner?
1: Yes. It can.
0: I bet not. (laughs)
1: Not by her definition.
0: No. So the first problem is what does dinner mean and how Mm -hmm. can that be misinterpreted by both people? Yep. Um, So the only way to know if he actually fed them dinner is to either hire a private eye to follow him around or you do it yourself which was crazy yes but hire someone to follow him around and make sure that he goes to a place of eating and that the children actually put food in their mouths right right something (laughs) that's one way to know hey
1: listeners many of you have inquired about online co-parent coaching Diane and I don't have the time ourselves to provide that service, but the organization we both work for does. The Center for Navigating Family Change will be launching its online coaching program under our training and direction this fall. We think our CNFC coaches are going to be swamped with requests, so we want to give our co-parent Dilemma listeners first dibs. Just go to the link in our show notes to complete the pre-registration form that will push you to the front of the line. There's no obligation and you'll get information about how it will work so that you can decide. It's time to take advantage of having your own personal co-parent coach to help you respond to your difficult co-parent. Second way to know
0: is what? Interview the kids.
1: Interview the kids, yes. Which is oh, terribly problematic.
0: Well, that's problematic for this particular mom. I mean, it's one thing that when your kids come home for a visit to say, hey, did you have fun with your dad? What'd you do? And the kids would say, oh, we went to Wendy's and we went to the park. And you say, oh, that sounds fun. And then you end it there. Right. I doubt that this mom is interviewing the children that way. She's probably interrogating them.
1: Yes. If she's Where that worried about this. Yes.
0: What did dad do? Where did you go? What did you eat exactly? What did you do directly after that? Yeah. And anytime children are interrogated, they 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 understand. They got the issue. Uh-huh. And they're going to say nothing or they're going to lie.
1: Yes. Yes. And we've had yes
0: episodes about The problems with forcing your kids into a lie.
1: Oh, you create excellent liars. That is scary. Yes.
0: And they learn to avoid conflict with you by just telling you what you want to hear, which is a terrible relationship skill. Oh, my gosh. But many, many parents do teach that. And then the kids grow up and come and see somebody like me and wonder why. They can't tell the truth in relationships. And then when we explore their childhood, I learned that they came from a high-conflict divorce family in which it was just easier to lie to both of my parents than to get in the middle. Exactly. And that's been the subject of many, many therapy sessions I've had with many, many adults. So please don't put your kids in a position where by interrogating them, you force them to lie to you about the other parent because they will. Why wouldn't they?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Survival. Yes, mommy. I mean, we course. went to yeah.
0: We went to Subway, and I had a twelve-inch roast beef sub. You know, uh huh. When really they just had popcorn and candy popcorn. in the movie theater. <laughs> that's right. Which was perfectly fine with the child.
1: <laughs> yes, because it was a good movie and good popcorn.
0: Yeah. Any time you put anything in your parenting plan, that's a order of the court but the only way to prove that the other parent is doing it is to interrogate the children. Yeah. Please don't put it in there.
1: Please. Big it's mistake. the same
0: problem I have with the morality clause. You know, what Yes. I
1: mean?
0: the morality clause. I know in Georgia, it's a big thing probably in other States as well, but that means that you are not allowed to have someone of a romantic nature sleeping over at your house while the children are present. That sounds good. Yep. But how are you going to know unless, although I did have one client who actually placed a camera in a it looked like a rock across the street oh,
1: you're from kidding.
0: his co-parents' house oh. to it was like a ring camera, but it looked yeah. like a rock. Uh-huh. And so that he could see whose car was at the co-parent's house. I do not suggest you do that. (laughs)
1: my goodness. No.
0: But the only other way to know is to interrogate the children. Mm -hmm. Were you alone on Friday night? Mm -hmm. Who was there? How long did they stay? And they're just going to say, I don't know. I was sleeping. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm scared to death to tell you that she not only stayed over, but I like her.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: That's another problem with that morality clause is by the time it gets into a court order, the kids have already bonded with the new partner. And now you're going to say they can't bond with the children anymore. <laughs> I mean, right. and okay. is that really helpful to the children? To the right? child? No. So, yep. So yeah, big caution. If you can't prove it, why put it in there?
1: Yep. So here's
0: stick with the practical, right?
1: Here's the other point the irony of this. The mother and her attorney probably forced this in there with the intention of, A, either controlling dad or making dad's life miserable, or B, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, protecting the children. But in by putting it in here this way, it literally risks and damages the relationship with mom. Because in order to prove it, she has to interrogate. In order to prove it, she has to... um, constantly be involved in the kids' lives and thinking about what dad is doing or not doing. And it's going to affect, it's going to hurt her relationship with the kids.
0: Right. But Rick, I don't think this mom is concerned about relationship.
1: Oh, dear.
0: She, she forces relationship through control. Yeah. So why do I need to worry about the relationship? Because I will have the relationship.
1: Yeah, They will have a relationship with me,
0: yes. Yeah, she's not thinking long-term, obviously. No. So or quality. About, well, right. Let's talk about what George can do. Because some of the concern I have for George is, okay, the kids know. And I don't know how old the children are, but my recollection from having met him before in, in our webinars is that they're young, maybe mm-hmm. elementary school age children. Um, and so... He also doesn't want to force the issue too much. If the kids are being told by mom, only go to dinner.
1: No.
0: Don't you go anywhere else. Right Now he's got children and they're scared to do anything but dinner. Yep. So George has to balance that as well, because if he is going to on purpose, do something more than dinner with the kids to all show her. Right. He, he might not be helping the children either. Right. So what are your thoughts about that when he's out with them at dinner and they're like, okay, dad, well, I'm done with my soup. Let's, let's Let's get back to mom's.
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, I want to confess that my brain immediately goes to the, I'll show you. Category and I'm thinking of really? all the things I could do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I could I'm serve- so
0: glad you were not my co-parent, Rick. You sound <laughs> like you were gonna be very vindictive.
1: <laughs> oh, that's just the way my brain works. So yeah, I'm sitting here going, I'm gonna serve them <laughs> cereal for dinner. <laughs> Those kind of thoughts. So I have to restrain myself because that, like you say, that doesn't help the children. So what could George do? Um, first of all, I would. I would find try to find some way to talk to the kids about where they are emotionally on this. Are they having to engage their survival skills with mom? Are they mm-hmm. feeling the pressure to have to lie? Those sorts mm-hmm. of things. If that's true, then I'm going to do everything I can to ensure that what comes out of their mouth is not a lie and they don't have to worry about it at all. So if that means that we have dinner and it's fast food and we immediately go back to the house and the kids are okay, they don't have to struggle Mm -hmm. with how mom's treating them, then I would do those things.
0: Mm -hmm. And I agree with you if George has a decent relationship with his children. I don't know how much the children have been alienated. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether the, the kids are enjoying these visits with dad or not. I don't know how much they've been brainwashed by mom. So if the kids show up at the visit and they're very angry at dad, or I don't really want to be here, having a conversation about mom is only going to get back to mom.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: They'll go back to mom and go, well, dad said that, well, you know, because they're protecting mom. So, right. Let's talk about both of those things. If you have, you know, a health or a somewhat healthy relationship with the kids, when they see you, they are actually enjoying time with you. Then I think you can open up and say, hey, listen, it seems that your mom and I have a different interpretation of a dinner visit in quotes. And so I just want to check in with you that I think, you know, the I get two and a half hours with you that we should be able to. You know, do what we want to do, but it sounds like your mom just wants to make sure that you don't come home hungry.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that's how I'm thinking of it. What are you thinking about that? And hopefully they'll say, Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, or I don't know, mom gets really like nervous about us doing anything out but d- but dinner. And then you can go into a conversation, much like we t- talked about in a recent episode. Remember the school episode? Yes. Where you know, please don't come to my event because that'll make dad mad. And we talked about how you could stay away, but at the same time, what are you teaching the kids? You know, I feel the same way about this kind of issue. You could say, well, okay, well, we'll rush and have dinner. I'll get you right home. But now we're feeding into the bullies requests instead of saying, you know, I have two and a half hours. The compromise that I see here is that as long as you get fed dinner, we can, you know, we can endure two and a half hours, but I want you to let me know if it starts getting really hard for you. Right. I, I don't want to make this worse for you. That's that would be the way to handle it with children that are okay with being with you. But something tells me that based on what George has said to us in the past that his kids might not be that amenable. Yeah. They might not even like these Friday night visits. And so. I think that George has to recognize that and work more on that tr- building trust with the kids until yes. you get to the point where you can talk more honestly with them. And so building trust with the kids is kind of when they come have dinner right away and then say, um, would you like to go to the park for a few minutes or are you more comfortable going home? And then say, we're more, co- okay. Cause I, I want, I want these visits to be, fun for us or you know just a connection for us george has to begin to think about these visits as just simply a way to connect not a way to control mom
1: yeah tiny steps yeah
0: tiny steps meaning these kids need to know that somebody's in their corner Mm -hmm. if they are doing mom's bidding yeah and during dinner you do fun things you go to a restaurant where you can you know play a card game while you're having dinner or that you can so that the the kids can be okay with the dinner. We're technically at dinner.
1: Right, right.
0: But we're not just sitting there quietly eating our cheeseburger. We are actually engaging with one another during the dinner. And and I bet you these kids would feel like they had permission to do that as long as we're at a dinner table. Yes. Because kids who are alienated truly want To have a good time but they're highly aware that the good time has to happen within the other parents parameters and boundaries right so george would do well if his kids are resisting these visits to allow them to have a good time within mom's parameters until they begin to trust and as they get older they will begin to see things differently If he does the
1: tiny steps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To look at it. I agree.
0: Look at it two different ways, depending on the current relationship that you have with the children. Yep. Another thing that I want George and other people dealing with these kinds of paragraphs in their parenting plan. Let's just play this out. You know, what's the worst that could happen, George, if you just ignore what mom says about dinner and you just take your two and a half hours and. What's the worst that can happen?
1: She we takes you back can to in, court.
0: We know that mom can interrogate the kids, but we've already talked about right. that. Right. Yeah. She takes you to court on yep. probably more than one issue. Usually, you know, these mm-hmm. are the 10 issues I have. <laughs> I don't think any judge in the land. And again, I can't give legal advice, but Whew. check with your attorney. <laughs> but I've been involved with the legal community for many, many years, decades, And I can't imagine that any judge would say, I remand you to the court or to the jail because you did something other than dinner on your parenting time. Right,
1: right. (laughs) Something other than eat. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) In fact, you would hope that her attorney would try to make this an issue in front of the judge because I'm pretty sure the judge would laugh and go, are you seriously? Yes. This is why you're wasting my time in the courtroom to talk about how you did something other than dinner with your children in your visitation time. Yes. Unless the only thing I could think of, Rick, is if it had been proven at some point in George's history that he had used food somehow to poison his children. We need him to give the kids dinner and immediately take them back to mom so that she can give them the antidote, <laughs> antidote for the poison.
1: Right? <laughs> she can take them to the hospital. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh see how goodness. absurd that is. It see is see how absurd. Very... So I want George and others to you know think about that practically. Yes, it's an annoyance, and she's going to make a big deal out of it. It's not a court issue. No. But it is a emotional issue for your child. Yes, and That's that's the most important thing to, to glean from this is, you know, no, you don't take that paragraph that literally where it's only dinner. But at the same time, if that's how mom feels, then you can almost guarantee that children have gotten that message and now they're nervous yeah. to do anything with you. And we've already talked about the two ways to handle that depending on the relationship.
1: Yeah, there are many so I hope ways. That's helpful. Yes, I think there are many things that may need to be done. You know, you have a an impossible co-parent, so then your total focus shouldn't be on how do I, you know, demonstrate my rights, but how do I help my kids deal with that impossible right. parent? Yeah,
0: right. All right, we'll keep them coming. We've got some more of these parenting plan disasters to talk about, and we'll. See y'all in the new year.
1: Yes. Have a happy holiday and a safe holiday. Bye-bye okay, everybody. Next week. Bye. Hey listeners, many of you have inquired about online co-parent coaching. Diane and I don't have the time ourselves to provide that service, but the organization we both work for does. The Center for Navigating Family Change will be launching its online coaching program under our training and direction this fall we think our cnfc coaches are going to be swamped with requests so we want to give our co-parent dilemma listeners first dibs just go to the link in our show notes to complete the pre-registration form that will push you to the front of the line there's no obligation and you'll get information about how it will work so that you can decide It's time to take advantage of having your own personal co-parent coach to help you respond to your difficult co-parent.
0: The information contained in this podcast is generic. It must not be misconstrued as constituting legal or psychological advice. Decisions relevant to any specific individual, family system, or case require the direct evaluation of skilled, child-centered professionals.